You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Arch, of the Archdiocese of Chicago Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. You are listening to Don Fitzpatrick and Ray Pingoy. We are the Respect Life of the Respect Life Ministries Office at uh, the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. Boy, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it, is. it is. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> so we just finished a, a really interesting discussion with uh, Joe Lazar, yeah, it was. who um, yeah. has been managing a prayer effort for several years, and um, God has blessed us all and closed the abortion clinic where he was praying for, for years. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the second time since I've been at the Archdiocese that we've done that through, or he's done that, God's done that yeah, through, our, yeah. our, through our efforts. Um, so that was just, it's just a blessing. And meanwhile, um, there's still a lot of work to do. And on the phone with us is somebody who also makes God's work his life, and that is Bob Gilligan, who's the executive director of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Welcome, Bob. Thanks, Don. Good to be here. It's great to have you. God bless you, Bob. <laughs> Hi, Ray. How are you? I'm good, good, good. So, so Bob is certainly no stranger to these these radio airwaves. He has yeah. a show himself um, once a month here, and you talk about legislative things and things that are going on in Illinois, and that's yeah. what we're going to talk about now for the next few minutes. So I know that um, there's there's some scary stuff that was introduced recently, both in the House and the Senate, um, and we've even put together a coalition to fight it. So why don't we, why don't you just t- talk a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, uh, we have a big challenge in front of us, and mm-hmm. we are going to put together a group of people to help meet that challenge. And mm-hmm. what has happened is that legislation has been introduced, uh, House Bill 1797, I think the number is right, yep. and there's a Senate yep. bill as well. 2190, and, yep. And, and what those two bills do is they they essentially repeal the parental notification for abortion law in Illinois. And I think most listeners know that right now the law in Illinois requires uh, a parent to be notified if uh, a parent or guardian to be notified mm-hmm. if their teen daughter goes in for an abortion. So the Illinois law is only notification. Right. Uh, there's not consent. Um, many states surrounding us have consent laws. The parent has to actually prove it. We don't even go that far. But uh, so that law is on the books. It's been on the books um, in effect since like uh, 2003, I think it was. And, you know, we've seen the number of abortions of teens decrease for the most part through that time period. But the uh, pro-abortion lobby doesn't like that. And so they want to repeal that bill. Uh, that law. And so uh, what, Don, uh, what you're alluding to is that um, we are assembling a group of parents and activists who are going to make their voice heard um, with basically kind of three or four messages. The first message is that, hey, uh, parents have to give consent for just about everything in their child's life. And any parent out there can relate to having a child in school or not even in school. Um, our laws require parents' involvement in their 
children's lives in a number of different ways. Sure. Um, medicine, field trips, they go, it goes on and on, and everybody knows what they are. And we think that the law should also require a parent to be notified if their underage child is seeking an abortion. So parents' rights are going to be a big, big theme of what we're talking about. But also in conversations with the larger group, we've discovered that um, there is a very valid concern out there for anybody who's concerned about human trafficking. Sure. And that laws like parental notification and parental consent, because of their very nature, provide at least some check that um, a parent may find out that their underage daughter is being trafficked. Um, mm. The statistics on the number of individuals being trafficked and parents don't even know about it is, is alarming. Yeah. And so we have been talking to some individuals who have founded not-for-profits and have done research in this area. We're going to lend their voice to make lawmakers aware that repeal of parental notification laws will increase the number of individuals being trafficked um, in this state. And then another um, platform that we will have, another message we will be sending is that I think most parents can relate to this one, is that children and, and, and individuals' brains are not fully formed until the age of 25. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Teens engage in risky behavior, and I think all of us over the age of maybe, well, 25 can relate to when we were kids and did things that were, well, you know, uh, we probably wouldn't do them today. And part of the reason is because kids being kids and who they are, is their brains are, are not necessarily providing those warning signals when risky behavior is in, in front of them not to do something. So that's the other theme of what we're going to be talking about. And, and those three messages we hope to get out there far and wide, and we hope that uh, enough attention on those issues will persuade enough lawmakers not to uh, support those bills I mentioned. Sure, that's what we're working sure. on. Yeah. So let's so let's just talk for just a minute on the the trafficking end. So we happen to be in a state here in the Midwest that is more permissive, we can say, in on, in abortion than than the states surrounding us. Is that true? Yes, I think our laws are weaker. I think most people would agree with that. Yeah. So therefore, and actually, in the last couple of years, they the um, the lawmakers in Illinois have actually kind of opened the floodgates for abortion here in Illinois, um, so to speak, and. So states surrounding like, um, you know, like Missouri and Indiana and Wisconsin and Iowa all have stricter laws. And so would would it be that some people from those states would bring girls here to have an abortion? Flying over here, yeah. Mm Well, I, I, absolutely, and I, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I think we see that happening today, and I think if we repeal plural notification, we will even see more of that. Um, yeah. You're absolutely right, and you know what you had mentioned is that it's no secret that uh, public money now goes to pay for abortions in Illinois, so you know, you can be, it is possible to be from another state, come here, procure an abortion, go back, and we pay for it. That, 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 is, that is possible. What I just described is not illegal. It can happen. Um, It's very difficult to prove to what extent it's happening because, (laughs) you know, unfortunately, I don't think uh, the authorities really want to know the answer to that question, but it is attainable if they wanted to know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's very frustrating that um, our lax laws are leading to, you know, numbers of deaths. and, And that's a sad state of affairs. So, um, that's one another reason why we really want to be um, very vocal about repeal and making sure that this parental notification law is not repealed. Sure, because of course, if if those parents were notified that their daughter was brought to Illinois for this purpose, 
um, they might be able to do something about it. But otherwise, this could happen and they would be none the wiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, right. and heaven forbid that child has a complication in her abortion and the parents right. don't know about it. And that's an excellent point. Um, think about that. I mean, every parent knows, I mean, if your child is sick or acting maybe a little differently, you, mm-hmm. don't you think you'd want to know why? I mean, yeah, it, yeah. you know, we all can, I think, relate, or at least we can relate at some level to um, this is a very uh, invasive uh, procedure, and yeah. it has significant, you know, emotional and mental and physical um, consequence. It can have sufficient physical consequences, too. And you know, so a, a child could go and have this procedure, and the parent would never even know. And yeah. then, you know, why is my daughter acting so strangely? And like, what happened? And right. you know, you seem to be fine. And 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 the law does nothing to err on the side of a parent's right to know. That right. just that I think any reasonable person looks at this and, and just shakes their head. At least most people I know right. have that reaction, oh, but. Yeah. Somehow or another, when you get into the building in Springfield, that thing seems like everything's upside down sometimes. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, I think part of the problem is there is a rhetoric out there that says this is a very simple procedure. It's not it's yeah. not major surgery, which is wrong. I mean, you think about what's happening. Sure, they, they only keep them for a few hours and then they send them home. But um, but that doesn't mean that, that major things aren't happening for that during that procedure. So, you well, know. Absolutely. I mean, you know, how many um, dioceses out out there have programs to deal with women who yes. who now later regret their abortion? And they wish they hadn't done it, and mm-hmm. you know, they they wonder why they've had certain problems in their life, and they never could quite. Yes. So I was just talking to somebody the other day that that is exactly her story. She had an abortion at sixteen. And she kind of just ignored it, and, and she's had significant um, problems in her life dealing with, with, with things most of us can deal with. She had some substance abuse issues, and and this person was telling me it wasn't until just very recently she thinks now that a lot of this can stem from that abortion she sure. had when she was a child. And she never even realized it, yeah. and, and it's very sad. And, and, and look, we know these things happen, and, and as Catholics and as Christians— we know what our obligation is, is to reach out to people who have been hurt and, and try to uh, repair that damage. And that's what a lot of, you know, what, a lot of what you do and a mm-hmm. lot of what uh, other other faith communities do. And so why would we want to perpetuate more of that? Exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Well, and, and I can tell you that is one of the ministries of our of our office mm-hmm. is Project Rachel. Yeah. And, um, and we do take calls from women who sometimes didn't realize why their life took the spiral downward, and then they finally realized it all went back to that abortion they had. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. we're, you know, and and when you're thinking of talking about a young girl whose brain isn't even formed yet and are completely formed, and she makes a decision like this without her parents even knowing, and then there's nobody there to help her through this and the emotional, you know, just damage that could occur. Um, it's, 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 it's very frightening, to say yes. the least. Um, yes. And then hopefully that that young girl at some point can pick up the pieces of her life that her parents didn't even know she has, was going through. I mean, just unbelievable that we would want to perpetuate such a thing. Um, I, and, I, and I agree. You know, and, and, and like as adults, shouldn't we act as responsible individuals? You know, what you're going to see, the dynamics of this issue that are going to play out is that the people that are are proposing this law, they were going to be putting young people, young women, young girls out there, and they will say all these 
horror stories they had in trying to procure their abortion. And in essence, it boils down to many times that they didn't want to wait um, to uh, go before uh, a judge and use this what they call judicial bypass. Mm-hmm. And or they felt inconvenience. They had to travel great distances for their abortion. And so the dynamics of this that are going to play out is you're going to have very young people um, on one side espousing that there should be no parental notification law and that what you and I, Don, have been working on is on the other side. We'll have hopefully a significant number of adults and parents saying, well, that's <laughs> because parents need to know about things and are responsible for their children's actions. And we we have to reinforce that message. Absolutely. Well, isn't it our job as parents? Yeah. And we we can talk about that somewhere in just a second. It's time for a break, Bob. (laughs) Yeah, sure. We were just getting fired up. But um, everybody, hang on, and we'll talk some more about this in just a minute. By the power of his blood, amen, We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. The effort to get vaccinated, why the church is helping to spread the word. We'll go inside the classroom as a national study shows how Chicago's Catholic schools are keeping students on track during the pandemic. And too many people are going hungry. We'll visit a food pantry where Catholics are working to meet that need. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time virtually with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor 
and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging with us through that last break. We, Ray and I are talking to Bob Gilligan about a really disturbing uh, legal proposal um, to our daughters of Illinois that would actually repeal the parental notification of abortion law that's currently in effect, which is really the only the only thing about um, abortion in Illinois that's that we have a good law about, I think. <laughs> is that true? Not Bob? much left. Right, yeah. right. So um, anyway, we were just getting into what our job is as parents. I, I know, you know, Ray and I do a lot of talk, talks and theology of the body discussions. And, and, and one of the things about our vocation as parents is that we are the educators of our children, right? We're the primary educators of our children. Right. Um, that's what our church teaches. So therefore, it, it's up to us to teach our children right from wrong and to guide them in the right direction. And it's and the church would stand behind us and say, you know, we can't take away a parent's rights or or a parent's um, obligation to raise their children. Um, and if so, what this does is in effect say, parents, you you don't matter. Um, the the child can do whatever they want, and you don't have to know about it, and uh, and you don't get a say. So that's right. kind of frustrating. Um, I mean, you know, I was just. We've been talking, Bob, about recently there was a, a law enacted about tobacco, right, in this state? And, That's right. And what did what did what went on with that with parents and understanding they, about children? <laughs> they raised the age right. from mm-hmm. eighteen to twenty one in order to purchase cigarettes, tobacco mm-hmm. products and, and e cigarettes. You mm-hmm. have to be twenty one to purchase uh, um a cigarette. Which is, we know that cigarettes and e-cigarettes can be harmful to a, a person's health, certainly. Right. Um, and that parents sh- should be able to say, I don't, I don't want you to buy that. I don't want you to use that. Um, how, you know, how wor- much worse is it that we're actually um, allowing a child or, or that the suggestion is we should allow a child to make a, a life or death choice like abortion without any parental guidance? See, that just doesn't seem like. Yeah. We're thinking it, the same way here. <laughs> it makes no sense to any rational person. But right. I, I don't know. That's what they're trying to do. You're, you, you mentioned this, Bob, about, I mean, this this isn't necessarily a notification or uh, a, a consent. consent. It's just a notification, right, the, right. the existing law. And right. even if, you know, it's, it's really a common sense thing where if if there's some sort of a physical abuse happening in the in the family or or something there, there's the current law allows this minor girl to seek a judicial waiver of a notification right it's right, right. but yet they want to appeal that it's right they don't like that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's an inconvenience mm-hmm. yeah they don't so, like that so how many times is is a a, a 15 year old girl dating a, a man who's in his 20s and maybe the parents don't know about it mm-hmm. 
And, exactly. and that man then can say, oh, you're pregnant. Well, we're just going to take care of that. Your parents don't even have to know. Right. Um, I mean, that's one thing that could happen. It could also be that there's a, a an older man who is um, using that girl to um, for other things, and the parents life. don't know, and now he's able to hide that evidence. That's right. Yeah. That's the tragic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where they're going. Right. Yep. Well, and, and how many times does it happen that... Um, that a girl, yeah, I mean, has have, has there been some statistics that a girl was abused and that and that she suffered poor consequences because her parents were notified? Is there any statistics on that? No, um, and that's actually a very good question. I thought I'm glad you brought this subject up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask that if anybody listening to this um, has an experience with this law, if there's a parent or grandparent um, who had a daughter and was notified, and as a result of the notification, your daughter has now uh, had a grandson or granddaughter, Mm -hmm. and it's worked out well to please, please call uh, Don's office, uh, my office, because we would really like to be able to um, say to people, well, here's an example of where the law worked. My daughter went in Mm -hmm. for an abortion. I was notified. We talked about it. We decided to have the child, and here's the child. So if anybody out there has that personal experience, we would really like to talk to you if you were willing to come forth and share your story. Um, Obviously, we understand this is a very sensitive subject, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's not something that people want to necessarily talk about. But if you're willing, I would please uh, urge you to call uh, Don's office or my office, and uh, we could uh, talk about that further. Well, you can reach my office at 312-534-5355. Um, and you can certainly find information at, about us at respectlifechicago.org. Yeah, um, and I'll just add, our, for, the, for the time being, is the best way to get a hold of me is uh, the number is 312-315-4621. Okay. So, so that's one way people can help. How else can people get involved in, um, in this um, proposal? Yeah. Go to, go to our website. Uh, we're putting out action alerts. Um, we're going to be talking about next. As a matter of fact, we're going to be doing uh, a lot of things here with the bishops in the state of Illinois mm-hmm. that we're going to be going under, uh, that we will be undertaking. Um, but I think if, if you want to know more about it, um, we highly recommend that you go to our website, which is www.ilcatholic.org. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a fact on that website, there are some uh, an action alert that we uh, will urge you to uh, conduct with your friends and your colleagues and your parish and that kind of thing. We're going to be putting this information out in the next couple weeks ahead, but I, I'll just tell you it's on there. I'd really appreciate if people could look at that fact sheet. It's a one-page fact sheet. It educates you a little bit about the major um, themes or the major subject of this issue, and it'd be good to familiarize yourself mm-hmm. with um, you know, for example, the number of abortions gone down, um, what the bill does, what it doesn't do. We have a list of things on there that require parental consent, um, like Don, like you were saying, you know, tattoos and cigarettes and, you know, all, all, I mean, other things that are that we have to get our consent for. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's good to become familiar with the issue, get up to speed on it so you know what you're talking about, and then um, make a phone call to your state rep, state senator. And urge them to vote no. And if you're so inclined, you know we're we're in the process of trying to set up some Zoom meetings yes. with lawmakers. So yeah, any and all contact with a state rep, state senator is is what we're going to be asking for in the next couple weeks ahead. 
Yep, and it's it's really simple. If you go to the Illinois Catholic dot um, org website, you can. They they've already got a letter written for you. You just say yeah. yes, I want to send a letter to my representatives, and then you just put in your information, and then it goes right to your representatives and with your name on it. Um, and I think the more of those we send, the more likely they are to say, "Wow, my constituents care about this, um, and I should be opposed to it." So that's an important exactly. thing. Exactly, and mm-hmm. it's the one thing Donna and I have talked about. This it's the one thing we have. We have grassroots support for what we are trying to do. Right. Um, we can always get people to make phone calls and letters and that kind of thing. We may not have political influence, but we sure have the grassroots, and we got to use that. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing we really have. Sure. So that's that's so important. Okay. So this is a, an important issue, and this is House Bill seventeen ninety seven, Senate Bill twenty one ninety. Um, and we'd hope that those do not go into law this year. <laughs> We're trying to keep those from turning into law. So if we can, um, if you all could spend a little time getting to know more about these proposals um, and work with us to uh, pre- prevent that from happening. So um, thanks, Bob, so much for joining us and helping us catch everybody up on that. Um, Ray, I think you had something you wanted to share about some prayer opportunities with our immigration ministries. That's right. Uh, our immigration ministry has this beautiful Lenten campaign for immigration reform. So join us. Uh, every Wednesday, they have a rosary in multiple languages. Uh, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you want more information, of course, check us out on OHDS website. Uh, there'll be more information there. And uh, hopefully you can join Wednesday rosary 7 p.m. Okay. So this has been a, an incredible morning uh, show. I'd like to thank Joe Lazar for joining us and once again invite you all to either come in person to the Mass for Celebration of Life at Our Lady of Victory Parish this Sunday, Sunday. March 7th at 10.30 a.m. or go to Our Lady of Victory dot info and you can live stream that Mass or watch it after the fact. We'll also have it posted in a various um, places on the Archdiocese Facebook pages and things like that after the fact. Um, Thanks to Bob Gilligan for joining us and talking to us all about this disturbing legislation to repeal the parental notice of abortion law. And we will see you in April. Thanks for joining us. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.
as he lives. Oh.